Welcome back to the family table. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Noah. And we are here with Hoosier Heritage Homestead. The coffee pot's on and pull up a chair. You got it. I got it. We're trying to get that tagline. <laughs> it's going to be like on a bumper sticker or something someday. That and get weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> All right. So that, we hope you really enjoyed last week's podcast with meeting our kids. You know, they have talked about it since then, um, over and over, I think they felt like kind of some big stuff. So we really hope you enjoyed kind of a little insight to each of them and their own really special personality. So, um, this week we'll kind of do a little farm update. Noah, do you want to do a little farm update? What's going on at our farmhouse? I'll talk about the actual house renovation. Then we'll talk about what we did this last weekend. It's been a kind of a, it's been a really good, but a rough few days at the farmhouse. I think we'll start with last weekend. Was it last weekend? Last weekend? We had our helpers? Two no, weekends last weekend ago. Two ago. Well, we recently, we update, I don't though. think I did give yeah. that. So recently we had a, a nice farm work day where we invited both sets of parents, both our sets of our parents, and um, our nephew and niece stopped by and got to see the progress. Well, and obviously their parents too, oh, right, but they're, right what three and one or whatever <laughs> yes yeah so they got to come see everything in action we got a, good, a lot of good pictures and i kind of had it set up to where you could just come and i had four pieces of paper posted on the wall from jobs that need done if you have hands and are willing to move things all the way to uh, construction framing if you have any experience all abilities all abilities and, and all that, ages of abilities and that seemed to really help it gave the kids you know, I, I made sure to find little cleaning jobs that only they could could or would want to do. You know, sweeping and, and wi- you know, wiping the windows and uh, carrying stuff up, out, garbage out of the basement. And, uh, uh, by the way, let's pause one second. Um, when Elizabeth dies someday, we're going to be finding crochet patterns and, I don't know, life insurance policy informations <laughs> on the backside of Dairy Queen uh, receipts from 2022, okay? So, it's a running joke at our house about, um, she does, she's not super organized. Uh, she knows where everything is, and I kind of know where everything of hers is, but instead of like, Kevin, here's my file, and here's a human-sized piece of paper, it's always like, hey, did you see the, uh, back of that <laughs> napkin? Yeah, I had my pattern, uh, for this, uh, I sold 30 of these things, and my pattern's on the back of it. Did you, did you move it? So, uh, The reason he's saying all this is I'm sitting here, as we're doing this, crocheting, and As I'm per re- the usual. <laughs> I'm referencing the Dairy Queen receipt. It's so funny. That though. I have written the pattern. They're all back. jammed in these little bags <laughs> and stuck in between the seats of the car. And oh, uh, I just know. That's how I'm my gonna, mind works. As you know, I need to get it out of my mind, I just grab what's next to me and be like, well, I have a notebook. Oh, I have notebooks too. Don't worry. But I don't know. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> anyway, back to it. Uh, by the way, that little phrase. Anyway, that's... Uh, Elizabeth's uh, family transition word. <laughs> I picked up from it from her when I met her grandpa. I met it from her grandma, and her mom does it. Uh, anytime it that they're ready to transition onto something else, you get one of these. Anyway, 
and move on. Moving on. Uh, you could be deep in a conversation, <laughs> looking matter. at them in the eyes, talking about something in particular that's important when to you. When we're done, we're done. And this is the shifting of the gears. So, anyway, uh, back to the farm. So, we got a lot of big jobs done. Uh, it's hard to kind of explain over the without words, but if you watch our farmhouse tour, the original YouTube video, you'll see that the laundry room is not on the level of the rest of the house. Well, since that tour video, as I've built the room up level, uh, you know, a, a floor, and I had to move the door up, and, and that was kind of a big job. And so I took the door from where it was sitting, and I bumped it up about, you know, two and a half feet so it'll fit in the new frame. Uh, I made a new header going into the dining room from the living room, and I raised the header from going up the stairs, so we're not going to hit our heads. And then I got into this. This is the trouble with remodeling other people's work. Um, nothing's ever square, and that's fine. That's to be anticipated. But you have to learn how to live, like, you have to, like, draw a line somewhere. Like, I can live with this. I know it's ugly, but it's going to be covered with drywall or whatever your line in the sand is. And I think I'm a pretty lenient guy. Uh, I had thought on, on the second floor, we're getting ready to have a big subfloor day this Saturday. And I'm trying to get everything ready to go for that. And I had thought uh, the old floor upstairs before the fire, there was three-quarter inch wood floor down. And I thought maybe I could keep that in some places and use that as subfloor, just kind of subfloor around it. But the more I walked up there, the less I felt good about it. And so I've spent the last two or three nights super late, like 11.30 last night, over there by myself, ripping out these floors and throwing boards all over the house. So I need, I'm gonna need a, like a work day before the work day to um, help get reset. And that's what the people around me are really good at is let me just make the mess I need to make, and then they come in, and I don't have to stop what I'm doing to pick that up. And um, so I've been redoing things and trying to figure out what I can settle on. I think I've got everything tore out that I need. And like I said, this Saturday, I've got some friends coming, I've got some family coming, and we're going to be subflooring the second floor, which is a huge step because that almost is the last step of framing for the house. We'll get the flood floor done. We'll frame the few walls we need to upstairs. There's only like two, three walls. And um, we'll have a whole, I don't know. It'll be safer too. Sure. Yeah. Something like 1,400 square feet of floor that I could start putting, you know, storage and letting the kids play upstairs while we're at the farm. Which is and... bigger than our first home. Correct. Which is awesome. Correct. So it's a... It's no little feat. It's going to be a good, good long day's work, but uh, we're going to glue and screw subfloor down, and I'm really looking forward to be able to give that update. But uh, I, I miss being outside right now real bad. Oh, it's been a super gray, yeah. muddy winter. And uh, I just, I, I haven't had a lot of thoughts about what's it going to be like this spring. You know, we're, we're kind of too wrapped up in the actual get transitioning to moving and rebuilding to be thinking about the things that I would like to be thinking about, things like getting ready for a garden and setting up pastures for animals. And so uh, I thought tonight we might talk about uh, goats. Yeah. Uh, 
we have some goats, we but we're not goat es experts. Not we, yet. Not yet. We're we're kind of we've, we've dipped we're, our toes in. We're still in. new. We're, we're up one to year our into knees. It. Yeah. Yes, we got one year of 4-H under our belts, and we've learned a lot. But I still have some big questions, and we might just hypothetically talk those out tonight. But why don't you kind of paint the picture of yeah. the kind of goats and what we have as a setup now? We got into goats with a strict purpose of 4-H. Um, the year before our oldest started 4-H, we went to the county fair. We sort of walked up and down all the and all the barns, all the 4-H aisles to sort of get a good idea of what some things that he would like to do in 4-H. Um, when I was in 4-H, I did a lot. I did cattle and swine, but um, that was really because I had that access with my grandparents with, with the farm animals. So when we were at the with the 4-H fair, goats, we kind of come back to goats. It seemed more manageable. It seemed more doable with, at that time, we knew we just had an acre of land. Right. We had no plans no of moving. No plans of moving. We knew we wanted whatever animals we had, one of them... Um, on our property, not having to travel to get to them, to feed them or care for them. We went to goats and, um, we knew a lot of people around us who had goats. So we felt confident that we could find goats or have, we've had questions about goats, all that. So that's where we started. And then last, um, late winter, early spring, we got our first goats um, we first got a goat from a good friend of ours, Laura Ellsbrock, and um, her family raised boar goats, which are a true meat goat, and so we got a doe from her. And then we picked up another, um, so with boars, it's like percentage. And, so and they like look like white bodies with kind of a red, reddish head. head. I feel like they're very, like, when you think of a goat, it's, yeah. that's what you... I don't know. People, I think, either think of that or pygmy goats, like right. kind of that billy-looking goat. Um, and then we got another half-boar from another good friend, um, Kathy and Justin Wilson, and they raised goats really close to us, mm -hmm. and um, so we picked up one from there. And then, um, so we're like, okay, we know these two meat goats, but also we might want to get into another breed, so we picked up a pygmy from another friend. All these people were, like, so lucky. We were, like, within, mm -hmm. like... 10 miles of our home, we were able to get these goats um, from Jim and Abby Mace. We, they raised pygmies, so we picked up a pygmy weather, which weather, if you're familiar, completely unfamiliar with goats, weather is a castrated male goat, so they can't procreate, um, and their purpose is strictly just to be raised for, for meat purposes. For meat, but since this is a pygmy, it's, it's a pygmy, considered it's a considered a pet. a pet breed. I guess in the eyes of 4-H. Eyes of 4-H, so he can be shown his uh, life his whole and that life. was big um we oh yes. did not want to have to buy new animals every, every year. year to start the project over yeah. we wanted the investment of it we liked the idea of being able to kind of build on your project and and work with your animal um we really liked the idea of how it was sort of um, resourceful i guess mm -hmm. it wasn't that starting over every year and let's be honest noah is a teacher i am a half <laughs> public teacher um so we, we don't have money we rolling to, in the washington <laughs> rolling in the washington so that was an also a big thing and then we found um you know through social media there's a thousand different groups or pages to be part of we found another pygmy um kind of further away it was a little trip to get little. <laughs> it's not two hours away to fort wayne <laughs> 
But she's so cute. So in, another pygmy dump. So we ended our um, first 4-H season, first year of goats, with two boars and two pygmies, really having no ideas of where we were going to go in that direction. So after a year of having goats, we, we love our boars, but we really decided to kind of grow on our pygmy side of, of goats. Um, so that's kind of where we are today. Um, then we knew, like... Um, we wanted to grow in that pygmy area, so we kind of kind of keeping our eyes open, really thinking we would not add anything else to our herd to move to the farm. But then these goats came along, and okay. so this we weren't really keeping our <laughs> eyes open. I gosh, I came home every day, and did you see what I sent you? Uh, no, dear, I was molding young minds. <laughs> oh, there's these, uh, there's this little pygmy. It's only in. Timbuktu or whatever. <laughs> right. And I was right. very against it just because we we don't have our poor goat run right now is just mud. Well, and I the felt season. real bad. It's just the yeah. season of it, but um it's hard to pass up a good deal and she found two pygmy does, so girls that are bred. Yeah. They have been exposed to a buck, so which again if you um buck or billy Billy's probably the more accurate to my guess, um, is obviously a male goat. And so they've been with the Billy, so we're hopeful that they have pregnancy has taken with them. And then also we purchased a small pygmy Billy so that we can continue breeding them and breeding our other pygmy doe. Um, because while they're pr they were pregnant from a Billy, it wasn't this Billy. Right, so right. bloodlines are all different. All different. I'll tell you what, this little Billy is tiny. I, I don't... But feisty. Sure, but like, um, like almost like a toy size <laughs> small. Like, you ever see those kids bounce around on the inflatable, like, rodeo yes. uh, things yes. that, like... This little guy is small, He's, but yeah. it's thrown a little wrench in the plans because obviously you don't want boys and girls to cohabitate because well. then... Well, you know, well. things happen, so uh, we've had to make some changes to our setup outside. We have uh, the weather and the billy. Together. So both boys, one fixed, one not fixed, in the pen with some so of the chickens. So friends. We don't want them to be lonely. Yeah, and then we have all of the does of pygmies and boars together. Yes. And, so and we, that's going fine. It's going the, fine. We had the first day, we had to kind of stay out with them all day. Because we do, with any, like, herd of goats, you have, like, an alpha. And our alpha... Is massive. Is our doe, our boar doe. Dosi doe is her name. And Dosi is always the bossy one. So she, we knew she would kind of, like, might cause a little trouble. And the boys were so upset by it. But I was I'm like, well, if the pygmies kind of, like, butt heads, which is completely normal for goats to do. It's also, mm -hmm. like, what they do. That's fine. They're, like, the same size. But Dosi, like, is four times as bigger, big as right. they are. So we kind of just keep an eye on them. And so far, so good. I think everyone's kind of getting along now. It's just sort of that new territory thing. So now we have seven Our set herd goats. for a while. Our set herd. But when in I, April... He says that, and then I'm oh like, God. oh, but I found... But I... Yeah, yeah so no. No more uh, for but... today. Until April, because April, hypothetically, is when the does will yes. have their kids. Yes, all their kids. So we really like our goats. We like the pygmies. I would say our goats are very low maintenance. Um, they do well. Our kids are in and out with them 
all day long. So they're very friendly. I really love like when we have friends come over, and mm-hmm. especially like little like their children, and they always like know like, oh, can we get the animal crackers out to go feed the goats? And mm-hmm. um, our goats are very kid friendly. So that's been good. Low maintenance. And it's also nice because, like, it can feel very overwhelming to add. We went from chickens to goats, and goats are more work than chickens. But um, to surround yourself with people who also have goats because then you can ask questions or... Um, well, there's not the same payback with goats. Right. With chickens, the chickens pay for themselves. You know, that, you know, you may be mad at them, but you're still take what you get, you know. They may be hard to feed or whatever, grumpy. But you're still going to get a dozen eggs, and it's like, oh, sweet, this is worth a hundred dollars. Right. With goats, at this point in time, we're not. I mean, we're not eating these goats. These are our pets. These are our pets. Kind of, I was thinking, there's three categories, and they're not legal categories. Um, there's these meat, are Noah goat categories. Are, yeah. Welcome to my world. Um, there's meat goats, right? And there's dairy goats, mm-hmm. and there's show goats. <laughs> Pet <Okay>. goats. <laughs> Fabulous. All right. Now. The reason that we're kind of going to get out of the boar scene is it's a very competitive animal show, show animal field. And we aren't there, we aren't there right now. And I'm not a competitive person like that. I, I don't enjoy, uh, I like getting in there and let's all have a good time and give it a go and uh, whatever. These, these people who are showmen... I don't care for those humans, okay? <laughs> Some of the humans are fine, but... No, the humans are fine, but we don't... We aren't in our life going to be able to right. do that. So, that's... Yeah. And we just like the pygmies. It's also nice when... Like, today, one of our goats got out, gate got left open. I can just pick up that pygmy and wall right. her back in there. These boars, I can't pick them up. No, they, they lead fine, yeah. but sometimes you got to pick them up. So I, right. I like the pygmies a lot. So moving forward... Oh, and the other one was dairy. I don't know if I said dairy. Oh, dairy. Um, moving forward, what do we want to, what's your kind of oh, and goes, vision with I, those? Because I've got one that I think is different oh, than yours. Probably. Um, so I really like our pygmies. I like to grow those still. And then um, I'd also really like to get into fiber goats. Uh, fiber goats, you know, you hear of angora rabbits or, you know, alpacas sheep but they also have a goat breed that does the same thing so i'd like to get into fiber goats mm-hmm. and have the angora or cashmere goats we've looked at two different types we have well looked is a strong word we've we know where there's some different farms mm-hmm. angora goat fiber is kind of more like of a dreadlock it's it's not a bushy sheep it's kind right. of a and then you got to tuft it and all that stuff and then the other one is cashmere goats and cash- Sounds fancy. Good is very fancy. Bougie, bougie. Is, what, is what the kids are you know, saying. You know, bougie, people often consider me bougie. When they look at Noah Coley, <laughs> they live a one bougie word life. comes to mind. Bougie. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, I'm sorry. That's okay. The cashmere, uh, I think, is going to be a better route for yes. us. Uh, you don't necessarily have to shear cashmere. You, uh, like a dog with the... You know what I'm saying? The, what yeah, you, you brush that? it. You brush it, yes. and you take what comes off of it. Right. And then figure well, it super don't worry. I already have a field trip set up to learn more. That's good. Uh, and so in like Lafayette, there is a field. Yes. A field. A farm yes. of cashmere. Do we have... Do we know where there's... Do they have Angora goats, too? In Texas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. In Texas. 
Good. I thought Fort Wayne was far. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So that's kind of what I see. I see us growing our pygmies, um, our pygmy herd, and I see us also having a fiber herd with cashmere goats. Mm -hmm. um, that's really where I see our goats taking us. I don't know. I know with a homestead, you want things to sort of balance and be, you know, be a purpose. Have a purpose. I see the pygmies, their purpose being, you know, we'll breed them, have kids of them, sell them that way. I see the fiber ones in the same way. Um, I, I don't know of the goats we have today, if any of them could be a true meat goat, because, I mean, they all have names. They all have <laughs> stories uh, and, and friendships. So. There's one other thing about the fiber goats <laughs> you haven't mentioned. As soon as we bring a fiber goat to the 4-H fair, we're automatically grand champions. Don't tell our secret. Everybody's going to get fiber goats, literally, Hey, literally, literally, fives of people are <laughs> listening to this podcast, okay? Uh, maybe six. Maybe six, but uh, um, there's, there's categories for meat goats, dairy goats, and fiber goats. And Clay County... At least the other, one I heard her say is like, I don't know if we've ever had a fiber goat in Clay County, but as soon as you bring an angora or, ca or a cashmere goat, you get grand champion fiber goat. And we're like, oh, hello, hello. loophole. Right. So, but also uh, they'd be cool, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's what I think about the goats. Buckle Back up. to me. Um, I think we continue on with the pygmies because they're cute and small and quasi-easy. All right. We've got a buck. We've got does. And um, I was also thinking we start doing uh, goat yoga <laughs> with the little pygmies because you don't want to get rammed by a fainter oh, or oh, a boar. But whenever we have, uh, whenever we, we do want to have a point in time where people can come to the farm, uh, preschools or homeschool right. groups. I don't want to say it's a petting zoo. We don't care. Come visit us. But we are yeah. set up for a field trip. We're not yet. ready yet. But I would like—I think we would like to have a pumpkin patch and Absolutely. goat animal tours and. And I'm being honest. And... I've already been asked about field trips from people. So yeah, soon. that's kind of a long-term goal tuned. of ours. But then the boars. I think I would like to just go ahead and keep maybe either get a billy or borrow a billy, and keep building that flock, not for 4-H purposes, but for like getting kind of a flock to either just sell or <laughs> I like eat. how you interchange <laughs> flock and herd because flock, flock is chickens. Herd, murder, okay. A murder uh, a curse. A gaggle, a, what's that book? Rafter of turkeys. Rafter, okay. Pot of dolphins. Uh-huh. We have a, a children's book. It's one of our kids' favorites called A Gaggle of Geese and it talks about all, it's like a cute little way to like know all the different animal names. A plethora of possums. I don't know if that's accurate. Oh wait, continue. Anyway, that's what I see us doing with goats is, you know, making a little money on the side with the selling the boars mm -hmm. and raising a little flock on the side, but focusing on the pygmies and the novelty of the fiber. Fiber. Yes. Now, um, here, let's tell the people what we know about goats. <laughs> Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, that's about it. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just thinking some things like with goats, you do have to trim their hooves, trim their which hooves. is something we need to really out there and do. Um, with a good pair of scissors or uh, uh, some sort of hoof, hoof, trimmers. hoof trimmers, 
you get them up in the stanchion yes. and you want just you just want to get them clean up it's kind of like toenails because what happens is is once they get long they kind of curl underneath them mm -hmm. and the, it's hard it's painful for the goats yes. to walk on and so you do that every couple i've heard six weeks to two two months yes. and um you, they don't wear any kind of shoes like a farrier does for horses, mm -hmm. but you keep them in, in good shape and it keeps them good yes. and healthy. We've knock on wood, not had any issues with sicknesses. You don't know, say our, that. Our, our first 4 H meeting was great. I love the people, but they went, they played this game of a hundred ways a go could die, basically. And we got into Streptococcus, Simulacus, <laughs> uh, all this. But they gave us like really extensive handout. Yeah. All this, but honestly, I've referred to it a few times. Like sure. when you're like, "Oh, what does this medicine mean?" mean yeah. Or what's this? Um, so yeah. So this is an area we're still talking about. I remember them talking about ivermectin. And all I can think of is Joe Rogan and oh, shooting up with stop. ivermectin. So we, so uh, yeah, trim hooves. Animal um, health is not an area we're super deep and knowledgeable about. We are, and but that's why looking. we surround ourselves with people who we can refer to. Yes. And that's important in life, I feel like, in any topic. So one recommendation I think we have is join a good, like, 4-H group and find a good leader uh, or, or, or families. I think, honestly, Clay County has some of the best 4-H leaders. Yeah. 4-H, like, in general, but then the goat leaders, they're so knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. The depth... Um, I never feel stupid asking. They make me feel good. And then, like uh, a couple times a year, they put these little what do you call it, clinics like on or workshop, something. Workshop day workshop. Last year, they showed us how to groom a goat mm -hmm. and uh, the proper way to when you show it how to walk around and stuff like that. And it was just super helpful. It's like you can only YouTube so much. I'm an avid YouTuber, and I, I wouldn't have learned as much as if I was connected to that type of community. So uh, find a good group, whether it's a hobby group or a 4-H group, mm -hmm. um, and get the kids involved. Uh, that was super duper helpful. And if you have questions or are thinking about adding chickens or goats, those really are two areas right now, you can ask us or get a hold of us or come see us. Yeah. Um, and we'll share the knowledge that we have mm -hmm. with you. Our food, our feed right now is just coming from a combination of co-op uh, co and co-op. That's still yeah, uh, local. Growers Co-op, Sears Solutions, kind of what it's always been called mm -hmm. around here. It's the local grain mill, and then um, uh, no, <laughs> Colin Corral. That's, <laughs> that's not quite right. not quite right. Uh, what's it called? Rural King. Rural King. King. Yeah, yes. I would say the the co-op is our ninety percent of the time feed. And mm -hmm. then that random time that no one tells me we're out of feed and it's a Sunday. Right. That's when Rural King, thank goodness Rural King. Now, we'll say this well, this next year, I do hope to be able to order in bulk goat feed and chicken feed at the farm. That's going to be a... I don't... That's going to be a cost savings and I think it'll be better quality feed. And so we'll have videos and all sorts of articles learning about that process um, as far as the feed goes, though, we don't care about the GMO issue. Do you know what that I, is? Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you give me that look like, what are you talking about? I was agreeing. Yeah. It, it's just not, um, at this point, especially, A, well, we're not eating We're not goats. eating them. We aren't, you know, they aren't dairy sure. goats, cause we, so we aren't ingesting their milk. I think we'd feel differently if those things were in play, but they aren't. These are right. strictly backyard goats. right and our chickens 
I, I don't, it just, it doesn't, uh, if we eat the eggs, we eat the chickens, but GMOs don't, don't bother me like that. Like they bother some people and that's okay. And if you, if you're against GMOs and tell us why, tell us why, take a deep breath, chill out. <laughs> what dairy goats? Do you see us ever having a dairy goat? No. Why? I don't think I have that commitment. <laughs> no kidding, I'm you are the queen of saying, let's get weird. Let's get weird. Okay, I could see us having a dairy goat. But I don't see us having a, what was that word? Flock? Her? Gaggle. A gaggle of dairy goats. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I can't say no to, I'm not going to say I'll never. Three months ago, I'd be like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Today, I, I don't know why, I'm in a little bit more of a dairy kick. Of either... Maybe. Well, I, you know why. why? I can tell you exactly oh, why. Oh, yeah, you do know why. So this past weekend, we were on the hunt for a butter churn. And we found one. So I think that's why. You're like, oh, that's how we make our butter. We went to Roll King and found a brand new butter churn. <laughs> what are you talking about? What kind of butter churn? Daisy. No. Yeah, Daisy butter churn. We only had to go to four antique stores to find it. Um, we found it. And we've not tried it yet. I'm doing a little more research, watching some YouTube. I guess that the word YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. <laughs> then, so we'll stay, stay tuned for that. We have a channel. You got to know what it's called. The YouTube. The YouTube. Okay, let's move on from goats to what other. Uh, you just gave me the land, the plane. Listen, People want to hear us talk. They're our friends. Minutes. Yeah. But they have, they're busy. They have commutes. Put this on, what is it, double time. No, no, they have commutes. They are working out. And this <laughs> is what's getting them through it, okay? Uh, I want to know from you, what other animals, whether this happens and comes to pass or not, what other animals would you hypothetically like to have someday? Donkey. I'm in a partnership for yes, the donkey. Shrek. <laughs> with my friend Jeremy. He's, he's my number one supporter for my donkey, mini donkey. Um, so We almost keep, had a mini donkey. I'm keep my eyes open for a mini donkey. And then also I'd like a pair of peacocks. Yeah. Well, that's news. A pair of peacocks. And I don't think I want any geese. Uh, you just going to fly right by that comment of... We almost had a donkey. You don't want to <laughs> talk about it? almost purchased us two donkeys. <laughs> All he had to do <laughs> was wire a Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince uh, some money. It was and, a definite uh, scam. And he, but he didn't. I came and like joke that he like almost got caught because he was like, this is spam. And I smelt it. I have teach computer science. He reported it right away. And then I was so mad because he had sent me the pictures and I was so excited that I reported it too because don't be trying to spam me <laughs> on. And what a weird thing to be like a scam on. Yeah. Mini donkeys on like a livestock social media page. That's mm -hmm. so bizarre to me. So yes, no, I almost got scammed with mini donkeys. Um, said peacocks. I think I could see us getting us to some cattle, but I think we might want to do, I'm really interested in learning more about the miniature beef cows. Um, cause from what we've heard is that they're easier on the, the ground and these aren't as massive. So there's that. I know that you really want to get some pigs and I don't know how I feel about that yet. Never say never, but we'll see. Is that it? 
I, the pigs, most excited, want them. I want them in our freezer, but I just don't know. I just don't know. I want to raise feeder pigs for us. I don't necessarily want to have a. Um, I don't know what you call it with pigs, but in cows you call it a cow-calf operation. But I don't want to have a boar and a sow and raise our own from scratch. I want to buy feeder pigs in early spring, feed them, feed them till a week or two before we go to Gulf Shores every October, and then have them processed in the freezer and we're done with them for winter. Uh, I'd like to do, you know, three, four, five of them. Enough for both our sides, our families, and any friends or family that might want one, and let it be from there. I agree with you about either the mini cattle, but we we the person we bought the goats from had what did she call it? Three quarter cattle? Half, half mini. Half mini? Yeah. Oh, half mini. So it was like the bull of a mini at Hereford, and the mother would have been or the cow or the heifer right. was a full-size hereford herefords aren't ginormous but it made a three like a three-quarter hereford and i was kind of doing the math and that was seemed like a really good kind of size for us yeah, that's it yeah, that's the winner yep and i think i would also like to have an emu oh yeah i forgot to say that well you beat me to an emu yes that would be so much fun i have this I have this like eye level bird <laughs> with you that uh maybe get a saddle for it yeah i'm just what's teasing, that from, I'm, just teasing. Uh, I'm just teasing what's that uh robinson crusoe but well, <laughs> you know that all oh, the movie the kids like swiss family robinson we're just kidding we're not gonna put our kid on an email maybe I don't probably know. Not. i don't know peacocks <laughs> Uh, I don't know anything about those. Do you just want them for beauty? <laughs> like, is well, there a reason? Okay, yes, just for beauty. They look so beautiful but walking through. you have through. me. Right. And I forgot to say, we we're going to have turkeys again soon. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, we're, right now we're in a non-turkey season, but we're going to be having turkeys again. So, I don't want you to think we aren't doing turkeys again. We want to manage things to... That we can still travel a little bit, and right. not that we're not married to the. I mean, we're married. Wait, hold on, we're, we're married. We're married to it, and we're invested. But like, I still want to be able to go camping for a weekend right. or right. Uh, go to Gulf Shores in the fall. And so, like, some of these things, I don't want to winter. The the right. cat, the pigs in particular, I don't want to winter. Right. Everything else, we'll have barn space that we just got one little walk out there and take care of it. I I could see the donkey or mini donkey. Um, Hear that, Jamie? Make your donkey <laughs> dreams come true, I suppose. So, uh, we've got big plans. Like I said, it helps me to talk about this stuff because I'm really tired of being inside working on this stinking house Listen, right now. It's been a rough winter. It's yeah. just, it's, it is. And I think a lot of people are feeling that way. So, hold on. Spring is coming. We're yeah. like... We're not going to have a big garden this year at the farm. Just because just of time and, and constraints. Oh, by the way, in order for any of this to happen, we have to build some fence. And that's going to be one of those, like, the farm is 1A, but 1B is get some fence built. Because we have the barn lot, we have the barn, but we don't have fence necessarily. We'll so we'll talk about that eventually. So 
uh, I'll, I'll let you land the plane as you wanted to. People have gotten themselves a nice 35-minute workout in, and they're ready to uh, move on with their lives. So, uh, We do appreciate everybody listening. We've got some really great feedback from yes, people on um, the, so the podcast of us talking. Uh, if you haven't yet, please check out our YouTube channel. It's Hoosier Heritage Homestead. Um, and our, everything for us is Hoosier Heritage Homestead. Uh, I didn't tell you this, but I went ahead and bought the domain name, oh, HoosierHeritageHomestead.com. That'll take you to our Substack. That's where our newsletter is. And all of our social media is that as well. Um, Anything else you want to add? If you do have any questions or want us to talk about a topic. Yeah, engage with us somehow. That's fine. You can comment on this. You can comment on our Facebook. You can send us a message. Send us a carrier pigeon. Whatever. There is one area of the substack that hasn't been used yet, and I haven't decided if we're going to keep it or not, but I like the idea. It's called Porch Talk. It's It's a discussion forum, and I've put some question prompts on there some some starter questions and, and it's kind of designed to be kind of like reddit where you post a reply and talk to each other and like for what example one of the questions one of the things on there is what is some of the best food from uh, a town you've been to that if i'm going through that town you should tell me to stop and, and go to and you would do you do a post and be like, oh, if you're going through Bowling Green, you got to head to Pioneer Cafe. And then I would reply, OMG, I will do this. And we have a little interaction with things. And it also helps people uh, get to know each other and all that good stuff. But it's not being utilized yet. Yet. I, I'm a little impatient, but if it doesn't pick up, maybe I'll sunset it and we'll move on with something else. But I do want to interact with as many of you as possible. So get in touch with us through any of our uh, platforms. And um, I'd like to do a, any type of a Q&A type of a podcast in the next mm. month or so. so. Yeah, so send us some questions, Send I us guess. some questions, or um, I'll make up some questions and assign them to fake users out there and say, <laughs> oh, well, Timmy from Ontario wants to know. Oh. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Thanks. And today we're going to leave you with some music that my dad is uh, made. I've asked my dad who, play, who plays music and my uncle Dane uh, to make us some royalty-free music that um, I can use and not have to pay anybody for. And so the intro music and outro music today is courtesy of my dad Rusty Coley and my uncle Dane Bass. Thanks so much.